We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't yes. wake us from our dreams. You are in. You are a parent. We want our blessings and our You need to hear this. And if you are a kid or a young adult, I love it that you're hearing this. You matter. You absolutely do. And here's a play of the day examining the difference between thriving and depressing and what works. And as we get real and pursue truth, that's exactly what we're about. We're also in the hope and the encouragement business. And Lord knows we absolutely need more of that as well. So without further ado, here's your play of the day. this out swung on and hit in the air to right <laughs> and that ball is gone into the kid find their path or their purpose or their flow and you know what that bits to while i was doing this and combing the research i did the best thing i ever did <laughs> which was interview kids mm. and i'd ask a hundred kids you know what's going on i understand you're the most stressed out generation all of them said despite just phenomenal IQs and GPAs of 4.0s and the 7.3s. They said they were running on empty mm. and they didn't have some of these skills or at least when I said, so what are your hobbies and interests? They looked at me dumbfounded. Like, uh -oh. what is that? Uh -oh. So they weren't able to decompress. And I'm imagining that leads to depression and other things later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and eating disorders, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, I interviewed a woman recently who made an issue of sort of uh, faith and virtues. Does that figure mm -hmm. into this construct? Yes. And the, the reason for it is Emmy Werner, back to that, that initial research and everybody else joined course and did the same thing. When she looked at the kids and why they had those protective buffers. Now, some of those buffers were the ones that you and I would do with kids, how to, how to decompress, how to get the coping involved, how to get more optimistic thinking. But she also discovered there were some ordinary things that made extraordinary differences on the kids' lives. For instance, some of the kids, they used prayer or they had faith and they were able to use that to decompress. Mm. While other kids, they, they used reading or books and they just curled up into a book and used that problem of the character, uh, like wonder is the top one of kids these days or outsiders that, that they would get into those books and say, that's what I use. It was fascinating how many kids just had, again, what we'd call those things that we may have missed. Again, the hobby. I like to knit. That helps me. But a I, lot of the children said they don't have any of them. I, I want to so dig into some of the psychological aspects of what, what this all means to me. Uh, when when you talk about the prayer, faith, and reading as a as a I, again, I want to be careful with our language. I guess coping strategy would be accurate, right? Coping? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it seems like those strategies are about getting outside of the self a little bit, getting getting above the self and gaining some objectivity or some something uh, away from whatever the affect state is you're in in the moment. Is that true? Yeah, because that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's what curiosity would do. You're thinking outside yourself and you're trying to get into the shoes. Well, empathy, trying to get into the shoes of someone else. It seems that most of the research said the kids had a strong sense of knowledge who I am. And once they had that, they were able to think beyond it. Where when I look at most of the parenting, it seems like we're really kind of parenting from the outside in. 
So it's giving the kids all the stuff, 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 because in all fairness to parents, we love our kids desperately. And that's what we've been fed. That's going to help them succeed. But it's all about the one sidedness of the knowledge and what we've kind of forgotten along the way. Have you noticing the whole kid kind of took the wayside? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the next side of what I sort of am am experiencing here, which is I I think about how these qualities come into existence, the seven, we have a teachable traits. And and even in in the construct of them being teachable, you need a relationship with the other. Uh, yep. So to speak, psychologically, right? The, the the other is the figure in all of this, right? And so, is is to me this all dovetails into attachment and holding frames yep. and yep. attunement and all that great stuff. Wow! Thank you, Dr. Drew and Michelle Borba, for that captivating analysis. As we go into Mother's Day, moms and dads, but moms especially, I can guarantee you that resonated with most of you. The mother's heart can be such a special thing, just wired differently, and giving thanks to God for those moms and positive female mentors and coaches out there that love on these kids. My wife and the mother of our kids is absolutely amazing. Anyone that knows Lori knows that. And I may talk a good game, but my, my kids, they, they naturally go to their mom. They go to their mom first, and, and for good reason. She is action in love. And as for my mom, so is she. I, I love you, Mama Mia. And if you dig these podcasts, then, then my mom gets some credit. She encouraged me in Christ so long ago. And moms and dads, that will be one of your greatest gifts you can ever give your kid. Encourage them in Christ. And if they get Christ, then the kid knows they matter. They know they have a purpose. My wife and I have raised three kids to adulthood. On top of that, we've been coaching and mentoring kids for about 25 years now. So when I hear about another kid who's, who's depressed or another suicide attempt, it just, it just breaks my heart. So we get real and we pursue truth. And first of all, if your kid or you are depressed or, or have anxiety, if you listen to us long enough, you're, you're absolutely not alone. And we've seen a massive wave of this. And to be clear, I saw this way before COVID. We, we seem to want to blame that, but no, I saw it. It's been building for years. It really has. And even our own kids at some level are affected by it. So what gives? purpose and hope and the greatest of those is love i really believe it boils down to that and most kids and adults are not living their true purpose and some of you are just that you probably say "Ah, that sounds like a bunch of bull and i'll say okay well let let me counter with some logic some truth how how is amazon doing like what yeah that that tech that tech company that you buy everything from Or how about Tesla? Or how about Apple? Three examples of entities that are thriving on purpose and their strengths. Even if you don't agree with them, they're doing extremely well because they're executing very well on on the principles and the ideals and the purposes and their strengths. And they'll keep thriving 
as long as they stay tuned in on their purpose and leverage and build upon those strengths. But let's bring it back to humanity, you and me. Find someone that is thriving and hitting in all cylinders. You know them. They might even annoy you a little bit. But if you re- if they're being real, if they truly are hitting in all cylinders, then I guarantee you they are centered using their strengths. And they feel and know they matter. And by the way, I'm not talking about a party or, or a popularity circuit either. I'm not talking about artificial highs. There's a big difference. I'd say there's a lot of posers out there who seems like they have it all together, but they don't. I'm talking natural highs, natural highs of life. That is the ultimate. So how do we get there? So again, going a bit deeper, I find it fascinating when a secular show or an atheist discovers what the Bible tells us has been working all along is not by accident that they identified faith as a key component. It's going above self. It's being able to rise above self-centeredness. It's about realizing there is a greater purpose. And realizing the more you serve and love others, the better you will feel. Knowing you were created with purpose and your designer is far greater than any parent you could have on this earth. That is heart and mind changing. And maybe you did have a good parent, but you know they're still flawed. You know their flaws. And speaking of flawed parents, we are definitely part of the problem. We're making grades and what we want our kids to do, the gods That is part of the problem. Protecting our kids so they'll never get hurt is part of the problem. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if if you raise your kid never feeling pain, how do they handle the broken planet? Because it's inevitable they're going to feel pain. So you need to teach them how to deal with it. And giving them everything they want and being afraid to tell them no is part of the problem. And most of these kids are not supposed to be 4.0. And some are not supposed to go to college or, or any college. They could be a brilliant writer or maybe they're just a brilliant electrician or a plumber. And some are not supposed to make that varsity team or, or maybe even go to prom. When we make those goals gods, we are setting up our kids for failure. And as most of you know all too well, Even when we achieve major goals, why are we still empty? We always want more, don't we? At least eventually. So if there is a God, then you have a purpose. If there is a God, then there is hope. Otherwise, it's hopeless. You were designed, flaws and all, before you were born. Did you know that? It says in Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you before you, I formed you in the womb. I set you apart for me before you were born. That applies to you. That's just not, that's not just one person. That's everybody. Okay, so we're not going to solve this all in a 15-minute podcast. 
hopefully it got you at least thinking more. And if a skeptic, then listen to the experts. There's something to this faith and purpose angle. Keep tuning in. There is more on the way. And if this is the first time you've heard this podcast and you're intrigued, now back up to the previous episode, You Matter, Unwrapping Your Gifts. It applies to you. It absolutely applies to your kid trying to figure this out. Oh, and of course, in all due respect, to, to, to hear more from Dr. Drew and this author named Michelle Borba, check out the Dr. Drew podcast. Uh, that one is entitled Michelle Borba, B-O-R-B-A, and that one was published on the 29th of April, 2021. So ending on a prayer note, if you're able, just bow your heads and if not, just roll with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for wisdom and thank you for insight and thank you for hope. And may the listener know they are not listening to this by accident. They have a purpose. You wired them with strengths. May they have the courage to share this with someone else that needs to hear this. And you make it clear in the Bible that it is our job to tune in to you and ask, why are we here? What are we doing daily? And you are in the hope encouragement business, Father. Hope versus hopelessness. That is where some of these listeners find themselves at the crossroads. And may they choose hope. May their kids choose hope. And for some, part of the plan for some of them is they need to check their pride and their ego. I have and still do need to check my pride. Father, you know that. Some of you, some of those listening will be healed instantly. And some still need to see a doctor or a therapist. And Father, you teach us that it's okay to lean on others. In fact, there's times we do. We need to learn to lean on others. And on the flip side, we need to learn to love and serve one another. And loving you, Father, and learning to love others are the two greatest commandments you gave us via Jesus. It is the key to contentment. It is the key between hope and hopelessness. And you didn't put us on this broken planet to be happy all the time. That isn't realistic. And may the listener be freed in knowing that. Amen.